Hello and welcome to Straight From The Table, episode 31. Today I have co-founder of Pagliacci Pizza and recent Pathfinder Award recipient, Matt Galvin, join me to share his favorite foods and memorable meals with us. Pagliacci's Pizza is people's go-to takeout on Mercer Island and around the city, Seattle area and has consistently served delicious pizza. And due to his personal and business commitment to green energy and supporting local charities, Mr. Galvin is a recent winner of the 2022 Pathfinder Award. I am delighted to have him on the show today. Thank you for joining me today. How are you doing? Good. Happy to be here. Nice to see you, Woody. Yeah. Um, I, I, should, I should start by saying I'm, I'm a co-owner of Pagliacci, but we actually bought the business from the founder, this incredible local woman and her husband, uh, about 22 years ago. So, uh, 22 years ago. So you've been a co-owner for, 20, for 22 years? Correct. Yeah, I know. I know when I mentioned that it's people's go to takeout on this round, I know I'm one of those people who loves uh, especially if it's one of those 30 minute lunches during school. Pagliacci pizza is definitely a go to for the, for the quick stop and get a slice. That's good. Hopefully you've downloaded the app and you're pre-ordering so you can have a slice ready for pickup. You. I, I actually didn't know I could do that. I might need to tell uh, me and my, my friends about that. That would definitely speed up the process a lot. Yeah, it's good for us, too, because then we know when you're coming and we can just basically hand you the box and you can head on your way. Exactly. And then I'm on my way back to school, so I'm not late for my classes, which is always a good thing. Yes. Um, so the first Pagliacci pizza opened in the UW district in 1979, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and, Merc- and the first one on Mercer Island opened in 2016. So you mentioned that you bought the... Uh, you bought it 22 years ago. So how did you know that you wanted to buy it? And where did the name Pagliacci Pizza come from? Well, I'll answer the second question first. So Pagliacci, the name in Italian means clowns. Uh, and when the founders were starting this as a kind of a small little side project with uh, different family members, they were like, only, only clowns would open a pizza place because it's such a, you know, a, a folly of an idea. And so yeah. they went with the Italian word for clowns because they all have Italian kind of heritage. Uh, yeah. Pagliacci. And of course, it's also a very famous opera. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so we were interested in it in part because we had been, my partners and I have been in the coffee business in the 90s and involved in kind of food industry. I actually grew up uh, on Mercer Island working at Roberto's for some people might remember Roberto's pizza place that was on the island for a long, long time. Um, so I had some experience working in pizza, but we were just super attracted to the business because it was super well run. Um, again, I mentioned Doreen, our founder, she's just had a really great way of running the business, thinking about uh, the environment, buying locally, taking care of employees. Um, and we just felt like it was a business we could add value to and help grow. Okay. I mean, yeah, Pagliacci Pizza, I've noticed like all like you've taken away like plastic stuff and it's like all paper and like I've noticed like all like the significant changes made it and it's like, okay. And like even like my friends, they're like, they are saying, oh, you know, Pagliacci Pizza, like it's a good place to go for like the first job. Like if you want to go for a first job, Pagliacci Pizza is a good place to go because of the environment it has and like the way uh, the workers are like treated and like what they do there. Yeah. Well, thanks. Hopefully that's true. And we work every day to try to ensure that it's a, a place that you can, could be your first job. It could be a job where you come in and want to 
grow into management. And for some, it's a career. And, um, but, you know, having worked in lots of restaurants and having been uh, treated poorly as an employee, I always wanted to be the kind of employer where people like where they work and it's a fun, fast paced environment. You can eat as much food as you want <laughs> and hopefully make some friends and, and learn a few things about how to, how to run a business. Yeah, definitely. I think I may be mistaken here, but so I moved to, um, uh, I moved to America when I, in fifth grade. Uh, so that was I, six years ago, I want to say. No, five years, five, six years ago. And we went to a pizza, pizza place in um, Bellevue, in uh, like Bellevue Square. And I'm pretty sure, that, was there a Pagliacci's ever in Bellevue Square? There was, yeah. We had a full service restaurant in Bell Square up until about 2018, 2019. I, th- I think there's a good chance the first pizza that like first pizza restaurant we tried in the Seattle area was Pagliacci Pizza. Uh, there we go. Like I, I good taste. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It was like and we, we were all like we're like, OK, this is like we thought it was just going to be some like like what like one dollar, like a quick buy. And we're like, you can actually like sit down and like eat here. And it was like the first pizza we tried in America, which is quite funny. Yeah. Um, okay, but there are now 24 Pagliacci's around the Seattle and Bellevue area. How do you plan for new locations? And do you have any in mind right now? Yeah, so we're going to open our 25th location in about a month in mm-hmm. Ballard. So this will be our second location in Ballard just because that market has grown so much that we needed um, we needed another store to help kind of deliver to that market. Um, and so new locations, you know, we'd love to be in Redmond. We'd love to be another location out in Bellevue. Um, and then potential mm-hmm. will grow to the south, maybe White yeah. Center, Burien, even Tacoma someday. But for the near term, we'll stay probably on the east side and in Seattle. There's just plenty of opportunity. And, and we just don't deliver right now to parts of Bellevue and parts of Redmond. So those are kind of the logical next two yeah. places to go. Yeah. So do you, so when you look for locations, you're looking for places where it would like almost like help the community and like you could see the community is liking that pizza and you want to like expand into that area. Yeah. And it's also, you look at the outlier locations for us, like our location in Bellevue and Eastgate have so many people picking up at those locations. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, you can tell that you get notes from customers that there's a real need for a location for Pagliacci and Redmond uh, and same thing in kind of South Bellevue. There's a big kind of opportunity there. Okay, so you're looking for like best opportunities and best ways to uh, grow uh, with like the with the environment that it's created then what the customers look for. Yeah, and, and for us, you know, we're not trying to grow too fast. So part <laughs> of our what we've done over the last 20 years is we spent a lot of money investing into existing locations and making them bigger, allowing them to grow, building dining rooms or adding more ovens to locations. So our new footprint is, you know, 2,700 square feet. So pretty decent sized location. Like what you see at Mercer Island is a pretty good sense of what we, uh, what we are looking for in new locations. Mm-hmm. So lots of parking, easy, visible location uh, yeah. and a location where we have dining room, but also a big enough kitchen to do the volume that we do. Yeah. Cause I'm sure pe- people who live on Mercer Island drive that pack, drive by that Pagliacci pizza almost every day. And they're just going right, right up and down that, uh, down that lane. Yeah, when we when we built that location, the days before I started getting a little bit 
nervous because I was thinking, if this doesn't work, I'm going to drive by this every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> God, what an abject failure. But uh, fortunately, it's been, it's been a great location. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you give back a lot to the community and your restaurants have been at the forefront of eco initiatives for many years. Do you have any ideas for how our community can commit more to being green and to reduce food waste and improve our environment? Um, well, a couple, couple easy things. One, um, every household should be composting yeah. um, as much as possible. It gets picked up weekly by the um, local garbage uh, collection company that does compost. Um, and that's a really easy way to divert so much um, waste out of the garbage stream and putting it into the compost. So that's one thing. Second thing is that residents are also able to buy into the um, green energy plan that uh, the local utility company has, which enables them with a bit of a premium, enables uh, the utility company to commit to more renewable energies in their system. Palliachi is the third largest purchaser of green power in the city of Seattle. Um, Puget Sound Energy has a similar program for the east side where we get our, um, our power. Um, and that's another way for us to kind of contribute to um, uh, renewable energy. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, I just like noticed how you guys are making like different, but like significant changes. Um, I know in my household, uh, we're trying to do the same thing, like in terms of like use of plastic, like we don't have much plastic in this household. And if we do, we obviously do like limit the most we can. And like, say I would get like a plastic water bottle because that's what they sell at school. So let's get one of those. Like I try to re reuse that for the as long as I can until it's like broken or, or until um like until mainly until it's broken. And I've just noticed those like little significant changes in uh your restaurant that I think other restaurants should also look into improving. Yeah, well, we've tried to we've really been committed to everything we give our customers is either compostable or recyclable. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's the, the pepper container that you get with your pizza is no longer in a packet, which mm -hmm. was never recyclable. It was purely garbage. Now we give you a compostable container. Same thing with a box itself. It's compostable. Salad container is compostable. So we're trying to make those decisions in an effort to lessen our footprint. But at the same time, it, it does cost us more. So we've got to be mindful about how to you know, yeah. run our business. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, so what did you exactly study to go into the restaurant uh, business? Uh, nothing to do with restaurant business. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I had great advice from my dad, who was always vocal about going to college to learn how to read and write and think and communicate with people. And I ended up uh, being a history major with a minor in Italian language. Okay. Um, and my, you know, what I did after, with that is I moved to Italy and I, lived there for a couple of years and I was teaching high school history at one point and I was selling wallets in Florence for a different point. Um, mm -hmm. but really I was able to learn how to, you know, broaden my horizon. I went, my college was in New York or is in New York. Um, and I lived in Italy for a little bit of time, but I, I didn't study. I didn't take a business class in, in all my college years. Okay. That's interesting because like I had, uh, are you aware of Duke Seafood, like the restaurant, Duke Seafood? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I had the uh, chef, um, Bill, Bill Raniger on the show the other week. And um, 
he too didn't like have like a his major in college didn't really have anything to do with chefing just much like you and that's just quite a coincidence how both people I've had on the show their majors in college has not led them to what they do in this job and that can also apply to anyone like even whatever you apply to a major like life might take you down like a different route and like you might just go into something completely different which is quite interesting yeah I think there's some people that go to college knowing they want to be an engineer or a lawyer or a doctor but I, I think for the most most of us go to college to kind of avail ourselves to other opportunities and learn about things that you never thought you'd learn about and who knows where it'll take you but I think being exposed to different uh, different cultures different languages different kind of um, areas of focus can only help you as you go into business because business generally is people and common sense you know you like yeah so yeah college, college a lot of colleges about having that uh having that experience yeah um and then the classic question I ask everyone that comes on the show is what did you have for dinner last night? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, we, funny enough, I was running out the door to go to our youngest soccer game. Mm-hmm. Luca was on the couch cause he's recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michelle made this amazing breaded chicken, uh, basically a spinoff of recipe of a, uh, from a, a restaurant in Florence that we went to called Sostanza, mm-hmm. um, lightly breaded chicken, very, very lightly breaded with a little bit of, um, a lot of butter, a little <laughs> bit of olive oil and, and a squeeze of lemon. So that's kind of what we had, um, last night. And, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, Woody, um, Michelle is an amazing cook. So oh, yeah. we're the fortunate recipients of all the good, uh, good food that she's able to, that she pulls out of a hat. Oh yeah, I mean that. I mean that leads perfectly uh, onto my next question, which is: I've been over to your house to watch uh, the Gunners play. I'm actually yet to see the Gunners lose at the Galvin's house. I'm yet to see them lose. Come on! Um, and whilst I've been there, I've had some absolutely delicious homemade sugar waffles and focaccia bread. So, when you cook at home, or if uh, Michelle likes to cook at home what kind of foods do you like most to prepare for you and your family? You know, you've hit on a couple of ones. The boys love those Belgian waffles. Um, That's always super, super popular. Uh, And there's, there's invariably a weekend where there's a a bagel sandwich with fried egg and bacon or, Mm. or Portuguese sausage, which is, Mm. um, you know, Michelle's, Michelle's parents are big fans and and Mm -hmm. brought us to that. So that's a big item in our house. Um, weekends also include focaccia, as you mentioned, with yeah. uh, meats and cheeses from De La Renti mm-hmm. down in the market. So that's a, a definitely a favorite. And then at night, you know, we every night could be different in terms of kind of the background of the food. It could be um, Luca loves the Korean barbecue chicken. That's a big thing that we see in the house. There's times yeah. when we have sukiyaki, kind of a Japanese mm-hmm. dish, and then a lot of pasta in our house. Yeah. Um, and then now we're moving into the grilling season. So um, grilled vegetables and meat with rice and yeah so it, it, it's ever changing but I always good over here so really we're really lucky those of us yeah. who live here yeah it definitely sounds like you're going into each and every culture with the foods that you're eating at home because you're talking about yeah. pasta you're talking about rice you're talking about having those grilled vegetables um it all sounds really good but th- those I remember I still remember those homemade sugar waffles to this day especially those were those are top tier for sure. 
Yep. Well, this weekend, important game. So it is yeah. an important game this weekend. I'm Just sure. Need a couple couple wins in a row. Here we come on, come on, the Gunners. I I believe. I believe. There we go. Um. Uh, my next question for you is something I'd love to know, which is what are your favorite pizza toppings from the Pagliacci menu? Great question. So, you know, having lived in Italy, I'm really fond of our margarita, which is, you know, a traditional tomato. It's called a San Marzano tomato mm-hmm. that's from a certain region. Um, we use a San Marzano-like tomato that we put with fresh mozzarella from a, a, a local cheesemaker in Bellingham, outside of Bellingham. Um, and that comes with fresh basil, olive oil, and a little bit of sea salt. So that's mm-hmm. a, a favorite pizza of, of mine. Um, anytime that you're able to put prosciutto on most anything is a good day. Um, yeah. So I'm a big fan of putting prosciutto on our pizzas. Um, but, you know, for me, I'm kind of a fan of the simpler pizzas. Yeah. Um, so I tend to gravitate toward our original cheese, which is just our Danish mozzarella on top of our traditional tomato sauce. Yeah. Um, and that's a pretty simple way of doing it. Um, and then there's a number, a number of other pizzas I could go on and on. But for us, you know, typically I offer the, the simpler pizzas. Those always seem to go over real well. Yeah. Yeah. The simple pieces that you can see as you walk in, those are always, I, I tend to go for those. So whether it's the extra pepperoni or every not i would say every monday but most mondays i'll see uh as you know zach geisner you know i know i know you know him yeah, and we'll yeah. be and we'll be it's margarita monday and we and we head on and we head on down to pagliacci's for lunch because we know there's going to be some mar- some lovely margarita which is definitely a fan favorite around the school uh to yeah. say the least Luca's long on the uh, margarita as well. He's a big, big fan. Oh yeah, definitely. Those, those margarita pizzas, margarita Monday. It's one of the one of the best things about Monday. Is what brightens you out for that lunch. I love it. Yeah. Um. So, what would you uh choose uh for your all time favorite appetizer, main meal, and dessert? And this can be from anywhere. Just all time favorite appet- appetizer, main meal, and dessert. So it's off with appetizer, yeah. You know, I might, if it was here at the house, I would definitely start with focaccia with caramelized onions um, is a really good way of going. Um, and that is a, kind of an amazing way to start any meal. Um, not to get too long on, um, on the carbs, but a pasta dish, you know, could be an amatrishana, yep. um, which is a, you know, classic Roman dish with... Uh, guanciale and tomatoes and um, that's another great way uh to continue the meal and then you know i'm not the biggest steak person yeah um, so i'd probably opt for gosh i'd probably opt for um uh you know a grilled chicken yeah you know with grilled vegetables would be mm-hmm. another way we'd probably finish it off and then for dessert um, you know, I've kind of been on a kick that I haven't been on in a long, long time is the tiramisu, which is classic. Oh. So, um, that or um, panna cotta, which is like uh, called, it's cooked cream in Italian, but it's almost like a pot creme for you know, okay. somebody. But yeah, one of those with some mixed berries is, uh, is really good. So, yeah, that, that, that dessert definitely sounds like it just wraps up the dinner really well. Um, I know for us specifically, say we're putting chicken on the barbecue. Uh, I can't remember. It may have been a year or two ago. 
for my dad's birthday, we got him this season, this like barbecue seasoning, and it's called butt rub. So yeah. it's like, yeah, so it's like really, it's like we thought it was like really funny. We were like, you know what, we'll get this. So, and we tossed it on the chicken, and we, uh, like, we literally haven't gone back, back since. Like, it's literally we've had it for like two years straight. Whenever we have chicken, toss some of that on the barbecue because it like it smokes the chicken really nicely yeah. and like brings out that smoky flavor. And like, if you're ever having grilled chicken and you can't ever think what to put on it, I would definitely highly recommend uh, butt rub. Well, it seems like something that you and Lucas should be doing over here. So. Oh yeah, definitely. I'll I can I'll definitely show off my my barbecuing skills. I know over here, uh, whenever the barbecue is going on, I'm putting my name forward to uh to make sure I'm I'm in I'm in control of the hats. I love it. I'm sure your parents appreciate it. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm my dad's. I'm sure my dad's fine. Like, okay, fine. About time someone's taken the the burden off my hands, so he can now just relax as as he sees me barbecuing outside. Great. Um, so we we've kind of touched on this. Uh, how like the favorites of Pagliacci pizza, like the classic ones, like the cheese or the mo- or the, the margarita or the pepperoni. But what is the most popular pizza dish and have you ever had to take something off the menu or did you ever take something off the menu but put it back on due to a uh, customer's demands of saying that like, they missed it um well you know our most popular pizza for sure whether it's the slice bar people ordering is our our original cheese pizza or our extra pepperoni those are our two mm. most popular pizzas yeah but we do do rotating seasonal pizzas. So every four weeks, we have a new seasonal pizza. And the most popular one is our heirloom tomato primo, which is our original cheese with sliced, thinly sliced uh, organic, or excuse me, heirloom tomatoes with basil. And that's just incredibly popular. So, and, like we can't sell enough. We can't keep it in stock. Um, oh, we wow. also have, yeah, a mushroom medley mix that we do kind of locally forage mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super popular and that's in the fall the heirloom tomato pizzas in august Um, okay so those are some of our most popular pizzas Um, we are in the midst of making a modification to our menu right now where we've we're no longer selling our lasagna or our pesto salad which has been on the menu for 43 years but um so we'll see how much pushback we get here in the next couple of weeks (laughs) i don't know um but typically, you know, our menu hasn't really changed. It's evolved over the last 40 years, but the basic ingredients, uh, the basic recipes haven't changed for 43 years for the cheese pizza, for the pagliaccio salad, mm-hmm. um, for our tomato sauce, the pizza sauce we use, it's, it's exactly the same. Um, so these are kind of big changes we're making right now. But honestly, as, our, as we've added more menu items, it's time to kind of limit all the offerings just because we it's hard hard for us guys uh, for us to keep up yeah i know um as if you if you ever took off the margarita or the pepperoni pizza i couldn't even imagine what would happen like the the amount of like demands you would get for it to put it back on but one thing one the main thing i'm mostly surprised by that is you said a mushroom pizza is one of like the favorites which is just like I'm just at like it's just I feel like I find that absurd because I'm a me and my family are big mushroom no-goes we absolutely hate mushrooms and like don't think they deserve to be on pizza or whatever so when you say mushrooms is like one of the most favorite pizzas I'm just like so taken back on how that's possible well we have one that has chanterelle mushrooms and prosciutto 
with mozzarella okay. and it's amazing. But you know, if you don't like mushrooms, then it's hard to, it's hard to even talk to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that. like, <laughs> it's just, I, I, yeah, it's the mushrooms. I just kind of, I know one, actually one time I had the uh, Brooklyn bridge pizza, which is like sausage, peppers, on, uh, onions, mushrooms, and olives, I think. Mm-hmm. And like, like I bit into it not knowing that there was mushroom on it. And I was like, the mushroom isn't bad, but just like the thought of mushroom going into my mouth, I, I had to like take all the rest off before I finished the slice. But all things considered, it maybe wasn't the worst thing I've ever had. That's good. Well, you can always sub it out. In the yeah. Future. That's true. But, I mean, but I'll... M- Michelle's favorite slice is the double mushroom. So you can tell your family that, you know, that's what she would order. If she had one slice to order, it'd be the double mushroom. Slice double pizza, mushroom. Which is wow. an old school Pagliacci order. So wow. pretty it's pretty literally good. just like, like tomato sauce, cheese, and then just mushrooms. And then more mushrooms. Oh my goodness. That is just like, that's just one of the things where you say, can I have like pizza with a, with my mushrooms, please? Cause there's just so much mushrooms on there. That's just not even much pizza. Right. Um, so during the school year, uh, we had pizza one time and I noticed on the boxes, um, is it like a Bigfoot on like the takeout boxes? Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah. So it's a sca- Sasquatch and on, and like also on the cover, you have some, you have like Lord of the Pies, um, which is like a, uh, like, like it was like a book that says Lord of the Pies and my English teacher, Mr. Goldhammer also had, I believe your Luca and, uh, Gracie, I believe he had them as well. And he said, yeah, uh, I ordered so much from Pagliacci because I taught Lord of the Flies to them. Maybe there's like a connection between why Lord of the Pies is on the box. Is that actually true? Is there like a connection? There's probably some truth to that. Yes. Well, Mr. Goldhammer first is awesome. Yeah. You know, educating all these kids on Mersaron and doing it so well. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, we were trying to have a little bit of play. If you read, see that box, there's all kinds of other, other. Yeah. uh, famous novels that we've kind of renamed and, mm-hmm. uh, and try to be tongue in cheek about it. Um, but the Sasquatch had been kind of our, I don't know if you want to say mascot mm-hmm. uh, for the last six or seven years, the guys who do the design are Ames bros who are friends and do lots of famous albums, uh, covers and posters. Um, and, uh, and have had a lot of fun doing our stuff over the last few years. Uh, but, but certainly, uh, a nod to the, uh, um, the English lit world with that uh, Lord of the Pies. Yeah, definitely. Because I like we were. I was talking to I was talking to Mr. Goldhammer about it. I was like, "What's your favorite pizza on the island?" And he was like, "It's got to be Pagliacci." And like the next day, um, we had that was like Pagliacci. I like saw Lord of the Pies, and I was like, "There's got to be some kind of connection." Because we just finished reading Lord of the Flies, and I sh- showed him a photo, and he was like, "Yeah, if like." If I could see the bill that I've spent on Pagliacci's like my entire life, it would be it would be scary to look at. <laughs> so I was like, there, there's got to be some some kind of connection, which it seems there is. And I'll definitely be talking about that with him uh, when I next see him. That's good. Well, tell him I said hello. I will definitely do that. Um, 
but that's all the questions I have for you uh, today, Mr. Galvin. It's been so great having you on your show. So thank you for sharing your time and your food choices with me today for the uh, 31st episode of Straight from the Table. My uh, pleasure, Woody. Great to see you. And um, yeah. come on, Gunners. Yeah, let's go, Gunners. I'm sure I'm sure at the end of the season, we'll be celebrating with some Pagliacci pizza for some Champions, Champions League spot. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. Like that, um, yeah. And thank you, everyone else, for listening and tuning into 88.9 The Bridge, KMIH, Mercer Island.